Welcome to the Mix on Movies podcast, also known as the MCs on Movies podcast. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm James. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about a 90s cult classic, a beloved war fascist film known as, James? Starship Troopers. That's right, Starship Troopers. Yeah, so this movie is directed by Paul Verhoeven. It came out in 1997, right? Yep. Uh, and it was a moderate hit. Modern. It was uh, it was one of the very first R-rated movies I saw in theaters, though, actually. Yeah. One of the very first I saw in theaters. <laughs> and it was a time when you could go into R-rated movies a lot easier than you can now. Yeah. In fact, my friend's mom walked up there with us. She bought the tickets, then said, see ya, and they didn't say anything to us <laughs> as we handed them the tickets, and they ripped them apart, and we went and sat in the theater and watched it. <laughs> so, yeah. So this movie is a lot of nostalgia. It's like a big nostalgia. And I watched it last night in, prep- in preparation for this podcast, and I took all these notes and stuff like that. And Same here. I haven't seen it in so long. Yes, it's been 20 years at least since I've watched it. It's really interesting how I interpret the movie now compared to what I did as a kid. Yeah, I noticed a lot of things too. Yeah, so uh, let's, let's get into it, James. So let's talk about what did you like about this movie? Uh, like the, the special effects were good. Not great, but... Yeah, this was actually nominated. I remember this. When it came out, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. I think it lost to Titanic, maybe. Oh. Or not Best Picture. I mean, um, Best Special Effects. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the special effects don't hold up super great now, yeah. you know, 21 years later. But for then, back then, I thought they were, they were fine. You know what I mean? I thought they were really good. Right. And they're not bad. There's only moments in the, in the movie now where you can tell, like, oh, well, that's oh. crappy. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, it's pretty good. You know, yeah. and I think it was that time where they were using a lot of mix of real like models and things yeah. like that and CG. And right now we're kind of like yeah, and animatronics. Where now we pretty much are all CG, right? Pretty what much. You say, there's that's that's like a or a guy with like a blue suit and dots on him. Yeah, I like the. I mean, obviously the special effects now are better, but there's something about the animatronics I, that I, I, I appreciate. I love the puppets still. Yeah, you know. it kind of kind of connects. When it's a monster movie, I like that. Yeah. You know? But you know the monster's there. They see it. It's not just a right, guy holding not, a tennis ball. Yeah, stick. holding a tennis ball stick, and you gotta be afraid of this thing. Yeah. You creepy machine. Well, speaking of the monsters, what did you think of the, of the? Well, you know what? Let's go back for people who maybe haven't seen the, the movie. If you haven't, you need to watch it before we spoil the whole thing here. Been out for twenty something. But it has been out for twenty years, so we're not gonna be, you know, we're not gonna be putting up a huge spoiler. A lot of sequels. <laughs> yeah, which I have not seen the sequels, but. So the movie is, um, takes place in a fictional, or not a future, I guess it's fictional, it is fictional obviously, a future, uh, this could happen. future world where there's a, a military, I don't say dictatorship, some kind of military. They're heavily influenced. Yeah. We're basically, but not everybody's that, pro-military. Right. People are divided into two groups, citizens and civilians. Citizens are the people who can vote, they have more political power, um, and in order to be a citizen you have to serve in the military. So that's where the well, military thing comes up. Or at least it guarantees. It guarantees you. Says you have to apply for other reasons. Right? Uh, there's other ways you can get in. So it's about a young man named Johnny Rico, yeah. a, and it take, he's from Buenos Aires, even though he looks very American, and he speaks without an accent. Yeah. In fact, all the people from from South American here are very European looking. <laughs> now, Casper Van Dien, who played Johnny Rico, now is this his first movie? Uh, he was in. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. He was in. Um, Another movie I want to do a podcast on later, uh, Tim Burton take on Silent or not Silent Hill, oh, Sleepy, uh, Sleepy Hollow. He was in that at, around the same time, and also oh. like a Tarzan movie. I think this is the first one I remember him from. Okay. And uh, he he was actually asked one time by a fan like, "How comes you know you're playing this this Hispanic?" And the book he's actually Filipino, but in this he's supposed to be like this Latin Hispanic. Character, and you obviously look, you know, very, um, you very know, white. European. And he said, "Well, he says because he's his character is an ancestor of those Germans who fled Germany after World War II, and those Nazis oh. who fled Germany after World War II, you know, and That's ended up settling in, in, in Argentina, right? That's interesting. So that would explain some of the outfits some of the people were wearing later, right? Well." well yeah, so let, let, before we get into that part, okay. that's really good. I see James kind of like raising an eyebrow at me. Well, oh, I, I got notes too. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that part, so this movie is about this this planet, our planet that is... Um, Earth. Earth, yeah. <laughs> In the future, I think it's like 2200, something like that. I didn't that. catch the year. Yeah, it's like, it's like 2297 or something like that. Somewhere around then. It was basically, came out in 97, it was just like 300 years in the future. 
Okay. So, and we have really haven't, our technology hasn't really gotten much better besides space travel, interstellar space travel. Right. You know, uh, it really hasn't improved very much, but we have, the, uh, I guess the world is united, no. at least it makes it seem like the world is united under this military government. To some degree. You know, um, and Johnny Rico, our, our hero, basically joins the service to impress a girl, right? Yes, I was. One of my questions is, uh, was this all a uh, a big love story? There is a yeah. I okay. So there's a couple of uh, there's a, yeah. I feel like this movie. If you watch it before I watched it as a kid, the stuff that I paid most attention to obviously was the gore. It was the one of the goriest movies yeah, I'd big, ever seen at the time. Big bugs. The big giant killer bugs, the arachnids, what they call them. Shooting them up. <laughs> and the violence. There's oh, lots of violence in this. You know. Yeah. And also the nudity. <laughs> you know, I mean, those are things I paid attention to. But now, showers. looking back, like, there's an actual love story in the middle of this. And there's a little bit of nuance in some of the acting. Not a lot. All right. Some of it's very over the top, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But it's really, uh, it's really, I think, about violence and war. And I and I know the, uh, the 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 director Paul Verhoeven has said that this this movie is war makes fascists of us all. That's the theme he said. War makes fascists of us all. Yeah. Uh, so. Just a moment to interrupt you here, Sean. Yeah. We are playing the movie here on mute, and that's the scene they just showed where Rick, Johnny was talking to his folks. Yeah. That reminded me a lot of the Varsity Blues scene. Yeah, it was very var- Varsity Blues. This yeah. dad. Yeah. I don't and that know was around the same. Life. Was that around the same time as well? Maybe a year or two apart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Similar scenes. Well, it's, uh, yeah. So this he's a teenager character. He's a very old looking teenager. So he's, yeah. So Johnny Rico is a very old looking teenager. He's probably a lot of older students old. in yeah. high school here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's typical for a, uh, a movie, isn't it? You know. Right. I guess. Yeah. Twenty thirty so year old high school. Student. The movie opens with exposition, like most movies do, with this, with the kind of narration. But what I loved about this movie. Is the opening? It opens with this the uh, time jump. It does a time jump. Before that, though, it opens with a basically a broadcast, right? Yeah. From the federal network, which is the future Fox News slash CNN, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, and they, they, you know, it's controlled by the government, right? And it's user friendly because you have an access to click on if you would like to know more. Right. So it shows like introduces the world. It gives you the backstory about the arachnids and what's going on with the humans, yeah. and it also plays up on the the propaganda element of There's a lot of propaganda of the of the this I don't want to say fascist but I guess it's fascist military dictatorship that exists in this movie which right. are the heroes they're the heroes it's kind of interesting you know I don't think they were I don't know if Paul Verhoeven the director meant that way but they come off as the heroes in this movie I think yeah I don't know I mean it's hard How to they come off it's hard to root against humans when the bugs are so so bad and they're so I mean they suck brains out and stuff like that I don't know True. Yeah, was there anything watching this movie that surprised you now that you now you're older when you watched it? Uh, yeah, I have a, a theory I, after watching it I'd like to bring up later. Okay, but theory you want to bring up? Yeah. All right, the first thing that popped out to me, besides the, the, the good opening and how it does a great job of delivering exposition, telling backstory, but also setting like the style of the movie, you know, yeah. and also putting the theme right out there in front. Is there's a surprise appearance by a Golden World? Did you notice that? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, the blind teacher at the beginning of the movie in their science room—they're oh, doing di- di- dissecting the bug. That's a. Uh, it's, it's Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> She's just got like glasses. I didn't even know that, man. I was watching like <laughs> I, my wife I and I were watching it, and I looked at her and said, "To my oh, wife, I said, I know her. Is that is that one of the Golden Girls?" She's like, "That's Blanche," and sure enough, it is Blanche. <laughs> yeah, and she gives also some exposition. Teachers oftentimes in movies are just what they are in real life. Wow. They just, you know, filling in people in with history of things. And that's what she does. She talks about the bugs and what we don't and what we don't know about so them. So was she following uh, in B. Arthur's steps doing the holiday special for Star Wars? <laughs> uh, no. Her performance in this was a lot better than B. Arthur's creepy performance. True. In that Love Day or whatever that was called. She had a grandchild that told her to be in this. I don't know. I didn't look that up. I didn't, that's interesting. I wonder how she ended up in this movie. You know, Blanche is in a... The actress doesn't seem like the type of character that'd be in a hardcore, like, graphic sci-fi movie like Starship Troopers, you know? Well, I've seen her in an old black and white movie they made fun of on Mystery Science Theater once. Really? Was that when she was younger? Or? Yeah. Okay. Black and white. This was post-Golden Girls, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
But she played an older teacher. She did play an older teacher. <laughs> I wonder if she's foxy. For all these 30-year-old students. Yeah. Yeah, so... What about the acting? What do you think of the acting in this movie, James? Some of the actors were better than others, but... It wasn't impressive. Hey, I think uh, when you watch a sci-fi movie like this, you don't obviously go in watching for good acting. Right. And I think that of the four main stars... Yeah, because the majority of the cast is right. nobodies. Right. And there's four main stars, and they're all not... At the time, they weren't big actors, at least. I don't think they well, were. Well, right? uh, Neil Patrick Harris was. Yeah, Doogie Howser. Of course. Right. So Neil Patrick... He does a good job in this, mm-hmm. I think. And I, it plays... A, he plays kind of on type. He's a genius type guy in this, so he's like psychic, you know. But he's also, which is funny, he's also kind of a womanizer in this movie. Well, at least a he, flirt. He was an early Barney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. So you know, this guy who's uh, openly uh, like a homosexual in real life, right? Yeah. Is like, is womanizer. Is like all plays these womanized characters, you know. Um, it's just ironic, I guess, the word. Yeah. Well, whatever. That's not really what the podcast <laughs> is about. But yeah, I think he did a good job, and I thought. Dina Meyer, I think's her actress name. She played Diz in the movie, which is ah, they think poor Diz. Yeah, poor Diz. I think the love story here isn't really about Johnny Rico and Carmen, played by Denise Richards. You know, <laughs> the the ex Charlie Sheen chasing the girl next door. Yeah, it's more about how this girl Diz has pined for for Johnny this whole Throwing time. herself at him, and she finally gets him and dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert, tragically. Yeah. But I thought her acting by Gina Meyer, the girl who plays this, yeah. the lady who plays this, like the, there's some subtlety to it. There's some nuance in there. Like there's some shots of her like in the background where she's kinda like Oh, where she's like watching. Watching and you like Oh yeah. Like she does a good job of, of acting without actually saying words, just exp- expressive face. She does a good job. And I'd say she does better than any other actor in the movie, including Doogie Hauser. Yeah. You know? You could, you could feel, you could tell she was being hurt. And I think that that part of the story is the emotional part of the story. The, the fact that Johnny and her, they kind of develop a kinship. A friend, they already had a friendship. Teammates on the jump ball team, whatever they call it. All right, they, Space they form, future football. Future football with gymnastics mixed in. <laughs> yeah, they kind of bond and and then they eventually, I don't know if they fall she in love. She was the captain. She obviously the loved him the whole time, right. She was, she, was she the captain? She was the quarterback. She gave orders, so yeah. Yeah. Three hole play, or whatever she called. Give me the ball. <laughs> yeah, so there was some subtle, some subtlety to uh, Dino Meyer's acting. You know, Casper Dean, he did a good job. He's just there to look handsome and kind of <laughs> fill the role of a. I think this movie, even though it takes place mostly in space and in Argentina, I think it's definitely a commentary on America at the night in the nineties and probably the military industrial complex. Hmm. If you know what that is, the idea that the military industrial complex is kind of the idea. This is my way of explaining. It. I could be wrong. I'm not an expert, though I am a history teacher, so <laughs> I'm in trouble. Um, it's kind of like this idea that the the, mil- the the military conquers so that they can re- go in and rebuild. Do you know what I mean? And the idea that um, as long as we build up this mil- our military with weapons, and we're going to have to use those weapons. And it was, and I'm doing a terrible job explaining it, right? And it was like, I think it was President Johnson. No, no not President Johnson. It was uh-oh. Eisenhower, I think, who warned people as he was leaving office about the military industrial complex you know so yeah James giving civil wrap it up wrap this up that's right James cut that out man <laughs> we're, <laughs> well, the we're point talking is, about guys shooting up giant bugs I know but it's more than that that's what I like about the movie now <laughs> that it's more than about the bugs and I didn't see that when I was a kid when I was a kid it was all about the bugs, Just the bugs. I had the bug fever or the bug fever that sounds bad <laughs> I had the bug figures the action figures and everything you yeah. know I remember. Like, that's all I cared about was the action, but but I watched it as an adult, it's, it's actually something different. Yeah, there's some story in there. Yeah, there is some story in there. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up real fast? Uh, did you see any... Uh, what? Do you remember what year Pearl Harbor came out? Pearl Harbor came out in either 98 or 99. Okay, that's kind of close to this one, too. Maybe 900,000. I'm not sure. Michael Bay movies all together. I saw some similarities between it and this as well. The love triangle thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. There, yeah, so Johnny Rico joins the military because this girl, Carmen, she's smart. She's oh, intelligent. He, Johnny is dumb as a rock. Yes. 
We're going to get that in a second. I wrote down, uh, is Johnny retarded? <laughs> yeah, John, Johnny makes some, he's not super, he makes some dumb mistakes. A lot of dumb mistakes. And he might get people killed, too. Um, he gets some people killed, yes. So he uh, he joins the military, and his father doesn't want him to join. His father wants him to go to school. He's Johnny comes from a rich family. Yep. He doesn't need the he doesn't need to be a citizen to make it in life. He's already got it handed to him. Mm-hmm. But he's in love with this girl Carmen, who wants to be a pilot. That's like you know the flight yes. school. It takes the the best, the bright, brightest minds, to get into it, or at least highly, highly qualified people. Right. Grunts are sent to the infantry in this movie, right? You know, there's, there's he's done. That's what he Is that the guy from Star Wars track right there? I, can't, I don't know. David Franks or whatever? <laughs> Side note, <laughs> that caught me off guard. All right. I think he's thicker by then. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, so Johnny joins for her, and then while he's away, um, while he's in training, she eventually breaks up with him. Yeah, she sends him a Dear John video. Yeah, she sends him a Dear John video. That's like a space text, And all man. his buddies, yeah. <laughs> that's like the only letter she sent him. Right. He's like sending her all these letters, and he's like, please write me, please write me. And she finally writes him one, and it opens up good. And yeah. Like all, the are all, all, the, the, all his friends are all the rest of the battalion. Yeah, woo, they're like, you don't dude, deserve she's her. hot, man. <laughs> and then like she's all like, hey, Johnny, are they made you a squad leader yet? And she's all happy. And then it like hands over and, and it's, she must have filmed it two different times and she's like staring at space yes. isn't it beautiful isn't it beautiful yeah and she breaks up with him dumps yeah. him because she decides she's going to go career with a beautiful view right at the same time though she's in training with with uh, Johnny's rival on the I guess uh, that final football game yeah that football team for his football this, I guess his school they rival guy named Xander he was the Tigers right so, uh, and Xander is played by a guy named Patrick Muldoon. I don't know why I know that. I didn't have to look it up. I know that. Isn't that the guy from Jurassic Park? That's that's something else, Muldoon. Same last name, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and up. he is totally into Carmen the whole time, and he manipulates it so that he can, you know. Is that what he did? Train her. Yeah. Well, he said, I saw this hot shot cadet coming through who was, who was brilliant, you know, but, but a little loose on the stick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> James Chuckles, <laughs> a little loose, you know. Oh, jeez, that's bad. Maybe that's a reference. <laughs> now you're I didn't getting think it. Now I'm getting it. Yeah. So he decides to be her assistant trainer, even though he's like, what, a week? Yeah, he's only. He's only he like a week ahead time. of her. <laughs> they'd be like he having. Graduated. They'd be like having the kid who just passed his guy's driver's license teaching the next kid how to drive. <laughs> All right, you just finished driving school. It's the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they're efficient. What can we say? Yeah. Well, it, is, it seemed that the veterans of this this war were also the teachers at that school. Right, so Johnny gets his heart broken, and then shortly after that, he makes his big mistake and gets... He's about to... I don't want to spoil that yet, because I want to bring it up later. But he's about to get kicked... Or he, he gets kicked out, or no, he quits, right? After the one guy gets he's shot, shot yeah. Eventually, Johnny gets... Another mistake. He gets punished, right? And then he quits. And he's, he's, he's going to go take a walk down Washout Lane and leave the base where he's training. Uh, I wanted to mention that the uh, the guy that whips him yeah. there is also the guy that gives him the call where his girlfriend breaks up with him. Man, this guy's the bearer of bad news yeah, to me. He, he's also the guy that they make run. He's like, keep pace, and he beats the guy with the baton. It's like, he's yeah. running. Yeah, so there's, a, I mean, the, the, the boot, the boot, I should say this probably, we should have said this already. The movie's over the top. Would you agree? Oh yeah, it's up there, and that's on purpose, I think. Like the boot, it, the boot. Uh, what do you call it? Boot camp training go. is, it's it's kind of corny at times. And do, do you know? Did you notice they never shoot bug targets? No, they always shoot human targets yeah. or alien looking to like humanoid. Green army man. Yeah. Plastic I, thing. I have a theory about that, James. Oh, I do too. Oh, you do? Yeah. We got. We got to save that for what ifs. Oh, okay. We'll save it for what ifs. That'll be under my theory thing then. Okay. Yeah, so there was so so Johnny gets he's about to leave when the 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 big deciding moment for him is that Buenos Aires, his hometown, gets destroyed by an asteroid, yeah. somehow sent from the bugs. the bugs. Yeah, and it hits Buenos Aires, kills millions of people, and big mistake you know, for the bugs. Big mistake for well, is it? Made Rico mad because this military force, this military planet, decides that they're going to go after the bugs. And Rico and his unit are some of the first ones, first waves to the planet Clandathu, the home planet of the bugs, right. of the arachnids, right? Yep. So that's really the plot, of the major beginning plot of the movie. Yeah. And from there is crazy gore, <laughs> body parts flying everywhere. A lot of body parts. Yeah, I mean, there's, 
Those arachnids don't they don't just kill you, they tear you into pieces. There was like a hundred thousand it said killed in an hour? Yeah, hundred thousand killed in an hour. And then the total was three hundred and eight thousand. Yeah. So before we get into things that maybe we didn't like or things that we thought were odd about the movie and theories, oh. is there anything else you really liked about the movie, James? I just enjoyed it. It was a good popcorn movie. What'd you think of the creature design of the arachnids? They were creepy bug creatures, and you know, they're alien, not quite similar to ours, but you'd still see it as a bug. Yeah. And uh, then the uh, brain bug at the end. That thing is gross, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and censored at times. Yeah. Yeah, so there, that was definitely designed to look like a certain part, body part. Oh, yes. <laughs> at least the fuck You think on purpose? Oh, definitely on purpose. I mean, I think that... that Here's a little director, something for the kids watching. Remember, this is the same guy, the same director who directed Basic Instinct, James. So keep that in mind. So you know when Sharon... Well, I didn't know when, a child, when, 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 when Sharon Stone does the famous scene, Sharon crossed her It looks like that. <laughs> it's perfect for a brain, brain bug right there. brain coming out. <laughs> James, I didn't mean it like that, too. <laughs> That's gross. That's so disgusting. Who's she doing that to in uh, front of in that movie? Uh, I don't cops, I guess. I really she I've never seen it. Man. Never seen it. I just know the Simpsons the Simpsons did like their own like lampoon of it with Willie one time. Oh. <laughs> and he's getting interviewed if he killed I think if he killed uh um, about his, if, you if keep he killed doing Mr. That. Burns and he keeps crossing he's wearing a kilt, you know? He keeps going across his legs just like that in the movie. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. So the movie's over the top and I think that's the point, you know. Yeah. So, one thing I I love I liked about this movie I thought the design of the monsters of the monsters the arachnids was great. Yeah. I loved it when I was a kid, and I thought it was uh, pretty creepy. They're just so vicious. Yeah. It isn't just their design; it's their behavior too, and they look they're vicious. They're very quick. And they are vicious. You know, and that they're 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 big too. I mean. Yeah. Varying sizes. Yeah. It's pretty pretty intense. All right. What did you think of Clancy Brown's, that's the actor who played the drill sergeant, his L.R., is it, yeah, R. Lee Emery, who just passed away recently, his impression? Oh, is that what he was going for? He, basically, it wasn't he, bad. You know, uh, that famous war movie, the Vietnam War but movie, he was Full Metal Jacket. still kind of nice, so it didn't, it didn't come across quite as At the as beginning, bad. he's like trying to channel his best, I felt like it was almost like a... Not even, not nearly as bad as the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket, but yeah. it was it was similar. It was that cliche, stereotypical drill sergeant. Maybe that's what drill sergeants were like. I thought my brother's in the military. I have to ask him. The, you were in the military. Yeah, that's right. Why don't I ask you? They're not. Do they really like that? I mean. No, no. Yeah. Uh, co-ed shower scene, James. This is what you were waiting for. <laughs> the whole reason we did this movie for the, for the <laughs> podcast was the co-ed shower. Just because Johnny Rico. Woo! What was that hand motion? <laughs> that was me getting excited about Johnny Rico. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. There it is. By the way, Rico means rich in Spanish, so that's a play on the, his name. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Did you know, James, that this movie was based on a book? That I did not. Yeah, it's based on a book uh, called Starship Troopers, but Ooh, it is there. not really based on the book because it was actually from a script that had been written already, a uh, screenplay or a story called... Uh, bug hunt on planet nine or planet B or something <laughs> like that. And once they bought the rights to the, the screenplay or the company that, or the producers, I think, I don't know if it's Fox or whoever did it. They realized that this screenplay shares a lot of similarities to this book, Starship Troopers. So they bought the rights to the book or licensed the name of it. And they changed the, uh, they changed some of the names around and changed a little bit of the settings to kind of match some of the book. But I haven't read the book. Hmm. But based on things I've seen on YouTube about it, and I do know a few people that have read the book in person, and they see the movie's a lot different. It has a similar theme in the sense that it's, a, or not theme, it has a similar plot in that they're fighting bugs, but the bugs are different. They 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 have like their own technology and stuff like that. And so more there's this fascist government, too. and some people see the book as basically glorifying fascism. This idea that the military and its service. Is what determines your your not relevancy, but your citizenship. Yeah, your citizenship, your how you your worth, your self worth, right? And they kind of plays up that in the book. And I, I haven't read the books. So I don't know. The movie kind of takes the same plot in a way and tries to look at it from the other opposite view, where the military in this, I mean, I don't know if they're good or bad. You know, what do you think? 
Uh, I'm not 100% sure they're good either. There were some events that occurred that I was questioning if the bugs actually did it. Yes. Okay. We gotta say that. Man, we're gonna say that for what ifs. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, you keep bringing it up, man. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. One more thing I want to point out before we can go on the what ifs, and we're just getting the theories of it. Okay. There's one thing I absolutely loved about this movie when I was younger, and I still love it today, and it's petty and weird. Uh oh. What? You ready? And that is Kelly Pal- Kelly Kapowski's revenge. Which one's Kelly Kapowski? Kelly Kapowski is not in this movie. Kelly Kapowski, or if you haven't guessed it, if you're listening, you haven't guessed yet, was from Saved by the Bell. Kelly from Saved by the Bell. You ever watched okay. this show? Okay. Right? Zach Morris and Kelly are dating. But, the but, dark-haired one. Yes, the okay. dark-haired one. Kelly Kapowski, in one of the episodes, meets a her manager at the Max, that's where she works. And he's this handsome guy with dark hair, and he steals her away from... from from Zach. She kind of falls, he's an old college guy and she falls for him. Yeah. And Zach and her break up over it, obviously. And she seems really happy with him until later on, Zach is at a dance club but he had to change his ID to get into it. And this is like episodes later. And he sees that same guy, his name was Jeff. All right. That's him right there on the screen. He uh, sees him with another girl and turns out he's been cheating on Kelly the whole time. Uh. So in this movie, Jeff. So they incorporated a Saved by the Bell episode? No, they didn't incorporate I did. So oh. in my mind, in this movie, the guy who played, the same actor played Jeff in Saved by the Bell, plays uh, Johnny Rico's rival. Uh, what happened to keyboards in the future? Yeah, I don't know. They're just gone. They disappeared. No, it's just weird buttons with no... <laughs> One just says on, and she flicks it. It's like you get eight <laughs> buttons, that's it. So, uh, so Xander gets his brain sucked out. That's Kelly Kapowski's revenge. That's right. It's when, get, when you mess with Kelly Kapowski, you break bug. your heart, a brain bug will suck your brains out through your skull. That's right. <laughs> and I remember as a kid, I was like, I didn't like, as soon as I saw that guy, I didn't like so it because I remember that episode. So you're saying 300 years later, she gets her revenge. You betcha. Through bugs from another planet. No, Jane, I'm saying that in my own mind, as yeah. I watched the movie, she I didn't connect them. She kind of I didn't, insect no, queen. No, no, I, didn't I didn't connect them like that. All right. Okay. I didn't. Care. I just said that I. I didn't like that character from the beginning because of that. Because of the character he played, and uh, or the actress. They, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that was probably around the same year, right? No, it was probably four or five years earlier. Where you would have actually looked like a high school kid. Yeah, he didn't really change very much, though. I mean, he looks about the same as he did did playing. That jerk Jeff, manager at the Max, who breaks Kelly's heart after he's. You need to quit bringing up that. Okay, let's somebody out there has probably got saved by the Bell podcast. So, let's bring him on the show sometime. <laughs> he will shoot down yours. I, I own every episode band. on DVD. I know. <laughs> Except for the college years. I don't have those on DVD. All right. That's all the stuff I want to talk about that I really, really liked about the movie. Before we go into what you if. You really like your theory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like it. <laughs> There's one thing, though. What is up with Carmen's shoulder wound? So, Denise Richard plays Carmen. She gets stabbed in the shoulder at the end of the movie. Mm. like, Like, through... Like by the the bug stabs her right through the shell, all clean through. Yeah, pins her to the ground. Pins her to the ground, throws her around later with it, right? And then at the end of the movie, she's no pain at all, like hugging people. I guess running on adrenaline. I don't know. It's like they totally they shot the, up It's like the filmmakers feet. forgot that they stabbed her through the arm. That always bothered me, even that as a kid. That was ten minutes that ago. That even bothered me. Like she'd be bleeding to death, man, and blood everywhere. Everyone else gets stabbed and they die quickly in this, but not her. She takes it. Through the chest, through the shoulder and chest, and is up and going, no problem. Jeff took it in the leg. And he also got the brain sucked out, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what you get. Don't mess with Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> All right, so uh, we should probably just go ahead and get into the what-ifs then. The what-ifs? Yes, yeah, so what is your theory? Well, James I just have some theory? questions. Can I ask questions? Yeah, ask me some questions, man. Shoot. Okay. Uh, when they're when they're in school, they're examining bugs. Yeah. In biology class, I guess. That Blanche is a teacher. Why? I don't know. Where they, I was wondering where they got the bugs from. You know. Yeah, that's a question too. Well, it's just, we dissected like dead cats. We didn't dissect aliens. We didn't have the access to them though. No. But if we had access to aliens, we would have dissected them. But I mean, it, ones that we're in a war with would let our students like just that's the dumb wondering. dumb kid Rico here. Is cutting him up. He knows. He knows a all heart about and a lung yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But that's the one that he's good at, apparently. 
<laughs> he he was nobody. He wasn't like that information wasn't helping the military in any way. Why yeah. why these why were they they were just examining the organs well, of We do it the like you I mean don't you remember dissecting animals in school, James? Yeah, we did like I mean, I worms did, I, and frogs. And I did cow's eye and it helped me learn about how eyes work. Maybe that's how they're doing it. Maybe learn how body functions. It's probably just anatomy class. But the bugs are our enemy. And from their little video they showed, we just need to destroy their planet. Know thy enemy, James. But if we're just... They're bugs. We know bugs. But were, they bu- were the bugs the enemy at that point? Uh, yes. They were at that point? You think so? I'm not sure they were. They said another asteroid. We built defenses. They're shown in those commercials. So they'd been Trying shooting to asteroid shoot asteroids at for a while. This doesn't work the one time. I think they just did the math. Found out it was coming from over there. Yeah. Which, there's another thing I always wonder about, James. Here's a question for you. Okay. And you might, you might have it on your list. They keep saying at the beginning of the movie, the bugs are dumb. But the bugs are able to shoot. But they're bugs. That's how they see them. Right. But they're able to, and I get that, the bugs are supposed to fill in for any American enemy, probably. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone hates bugs. That's the metaphor, I think. I get that. But the bugs are able to shoot plasma. Spore. A spore. into the, through, the, through their own atmosphere. Knock. An asteroid they off its... asteroid yeah, dust around them. Yeah, knock an asteroid off its normal orbit mm. and send it careening towards, towards like the world. The exact towards Earth. opposite of us on like right. the Milky Way. And that asteroid must travel super fast. That or they shot those things down years ago. Do you know what I mean? And just now hits us? Yeah. I mean, that's years and years. And, but the thing is, like, if they're they traveling... They light speed to get over there. How did they miss the one that hit Buenos Aires? The guy fall asleep that day? He was supposed to be doing that job? You know what it was? It was the probably the same dude who was on guard duty that day to watch for Astro. the same guy who was supposed to be watching... The Indominus right, Rex cage. The Indominus Rex cage. <laughs> and the same guy who was supposed to be watching and Force Awakens for for the, the enemies rebuilding this big, well, massive, you know, planet size. That obviously is the same woman from Blade 3 that's on security duty. These people are just good at She's just not good at her jobs, man. She was blind. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, the, she was on camera. The teacher's blind in this. Blanche, she makes it work. People make it work, man. I have a theory about the meteors. Good. I have the same theory. I think. I think the government's doing it. Yeah. Is that weird? And then blaming it on the bugs. I th- I I was wondering. I was gonna ask you my what if. My big what if was actually the same thing. What if the humans started the war and blamed the asteroid on the bugs when it wasn't them? Well, I only came up with that later because. Uh, they mentioned that some Mormons started a colony on that planet already. Yes. And then they got killed. They did. And then they show images of it, and that doesn't look like bug injuries, necessarily. Well, I don't know. It's too hard to tell for me. Nah, yeah. too hard to tell for me. I don't know, James. About I, I, I do though. But if it's not the military, I have a theory on why the bugs would be doing it. Why? Well, the only thing I come up with is uh, there's parts where the bugs are fighting amongst themselves. So I'm thinking, and their planet's just a big rock. I'm thinking they're out of resources. The brain bug figures it could start trouble somewhere else. Someone will come see who's starting it, and then they could eat and restock off that. Like humans? Like they eat humans? Yeah. You know, I don't know what they eat. Because like, it says they leave no... Well, they chew up they everything. They leave no and wounded. They, they, they yeah, they drag pieces. off people. I always brains. thought they were dragging. Yeah, I thought they were dragging people off for they could feed them to the brain bug. That's what I thought. Because the brain. Bug well, I, I think they eat region. just about everything because their planet's nothing but rock. Right, and they've spread out. They have more than one planet. There's not even they trees. Have, they kind of have. They, they call it the outer rim or whatever. Yeah. And that's where the bugs are. The thing is also, kind of because they shoot their spores into space. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the theory Either that they're trying to spread or that the humans started start fighting. Okay. Because think about this. It'd go either you, way. And that, that plays in the idea, the director's idea that war makes fascists of us all and the industrial complex, the idea that, that you need war to kind of stimulate the economy, that you need war to rebuild other... Co- That's how the you know what I mean, to keep the war machine going. So the, the, so these human race who doesn't have an enemy to fight, but you, they have this awesome military structure, right. those soldiers need something to do, right? You know what I mean? Like, what are they doing? Like they, they've conquered Earth already. What else do they have to do? So they learned about this alien race out there that has Some a bugs. huge amount of of number number of the people targets. you can kill targets yeah, and they fabricate a war by 
saying that an that. asteroid hit Buenos Aires, Argentina. Blame the random asteroids and, on right. They blame they blame this asteroid on the arachnids, and it, and guess what? The war machine's geared up. Yeah. Okay. And it's ready to ready to roll right off the bat. Boom, just like it does in the movie. Yeah. The patriotism. Everything's very quick in this. The thing that scares me about this whole idea, of this theory, James, is that that's what people who uh-huh. people believe about nine eleven. There are people that believe that. Oh yeah. That it was an all inside job, the way to get the military kicked up, patriotism flowing again. You well, know. When you kept bringing up the European thing, made me think of uh, the Marvel universe. How Hydra snuck into Shield. <laughs> that. Maybe the Nazis didn't necessarily lose, but intermingled. Yeah, so took the, over the military kind of thing in this. So the way on. the cadets are dressed in boot camp, and a well, lot of the, the officer dressed is you know, the model. More, the higher ranking, weird psychic stuff. Yeah, Hitler was into that. Yeah, mysticism and stuff. And the way they dress, especially oh, those guys, much. they look like Nazis, and Straight that was up. on purpose. Okay. Like the director did that on purpose. I think he's from. He may have. He was alive during the war too, and he lived in Nazi-occupied, maybe Belgium or some. I don't know. I don't. It's been a long time since I looked into this that stuff. But I think he's from Paul Verhoeven is from uh, Europe, and he lived during War Two, so he witnessed some of this stuff firsthand. And I think that was it was specifically done. I mean, they, okay. it's not a coincidence that they look like Nazis <laughs> walking around there. I should hope not. And, Nazi, and Nazism was fascism. There's your boy hitting, whipping Johnny Rico. Yeah. Man, we're watching at the same time, so it's playing in the background. You just can't hear. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You so just, you just like looking at him shirtless. That's right. And the ketchup they use for blood on his back. So what do you think, James? So is there any? You think the military started the war? I'm thinking they are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, you know, any other theories about this? Uh, besides just little things I notice here and there. Yeah, nothing really. All right. Um, do you want to jump into what we're really thinking? There's some moments in this I'm like, sure, what were they thinking? First, the sport they played at the beginning, jump the football. ball. It's called jump ball. I looked it up. Oh, future football. It's future football. It's a mixture of football and gymnastics. But they don't hardly wear any helmets, right? And they blast each other. They wear helmets. I mean, like, dudes are flipping in the air, especially little little Dez, their quarterback. She just trounces people. She's tiny. She's hitting the hit stick and mad, man. She's just trucking people and going to the end zone. And they're doing flip. It's ridiculous. It's so over the top. I don't know the wrestling movie's over the top. But, like, who would want to play that sport? If Now knowing what we know about concussions, you know what I mean? But I guess in this fascist military dictatorship, this kind of sports would be encouraged, right? Yeah. No chess club, no more. Well, the, the smart guys, the psychics play chess. Yeah. The grunts play jump ball. <laughs> yeah. Get some ready for military. And I have a, another couple of what were they thinking moments. Do you have any what were they thinking moments or weird things you want to point out? Uh, when Rico and Dia Dits or Diz. De, Dez or Dez. Diz. Dizzy. 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 It's Dizzy. I'm going to go Diz. Yeah. When they finally hook up, the uh, lieutenant gives him, uh, he gives him a little extra time. He gives it t- extra 10 minutes. Yeah, so their first time is a quickie. <laughs> okay, James, all right. But before that, did you notice they had a reverse Spider-Man kiss scene? The first kiss? He's pulling her shirt off and uh, stops just at the nose I, and starts kissing her. I didn't notice that, James. Yeah. <laughs> So she can't see or he can't see? She can't see. She can't see. Yeah, I, I did not notice that, James. Yeah, it's a so, reverse Spider-Man there. <laughs> it is a weird Spider-Man. I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah, so the, let's talk about the uh, the commanding or his commanding officer right there at that moment. Is, uh, Ratchek? Ratchek. I can't ever say his last name. He was his, Johnny Rico's teacher and Diz's teacher in school. I guess he was like history philosophy teacher. And when is that what that class yeah, was? Yeah, he was their Mr. Feeney. I've been watching a lot of Boy Meets World, so except for he's a little more intense. Bring up a lot of TV little, for our movie podcast. A little more intense than Mr. Feeney, I'd say. But he uh, he was a veteran too, and and he also he when the when Buenos Aires gets destroyed, even though he wasn't in Buenos Aires for some reason, you know he was teaching. He probably would have got crushed by the asteroid, right? That's mm-hmm. the one right there. But apparently he didn't. Yeah. Uh, so he survived it. So he rejoins, and he's he's in command. He's a lieutenant. One of the know, other. Injured I, I liked, veterans. I like. He's one of my favorite characters in the movie. 
You know, the actor, Michael Ironside, I think, is a yeah. great name to play a lieutenant in the military. <laughs> yeah. You know? And he does a great job. He actually does, he has some subtle moments of, like, high-quality acting yeah. in this movie that doesn't have a lot of high-quality acting, I don't think. He's shine. He has some, like, you know, like where he says, he tells Johnny, like, because Johnny totally dismisses Diz again. You know, he says, you asked me for advice once. I'm gonna, can I give you some now? And Johnny's like, yeah. And he says something oh, like, yeah. don't pass up on a good thing. You know, and the way he says it's He's encouraging like, his students. Yeah. To hook up, apparently. Is that what you do when you're teaching? Yeah, them? James. I teach seventh graders. And I did that. It's horrible. That would give me prison time. Uh, yeah. That's not too surprising. It's moral reprehensible, James. I don't do that. <laughs> not at all. Ugh. Now, do you think Cameron and uh, Jeff here are good pilots? Uh, Carmen and Jeff? Carmen. Is his name Jeff? I call him you Jeff. Call I call him Jeff. the fellow. His name is Jeff. Xander in this. Xander. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, she, Xander. dude, she's reckless. She's yeah, she, dangerous. She damages two ships. She doesn't really do much. Like she damages more ships than she does like protect them. Right. Do you know she's, what I mean? If anything, she's just fearless. I give her that. Right. Because she flies in. She's the one that will come in. And she comes in and saves Johnny later. Yeah. When De, when Des is killed, but. Uh, what do you think of their tattoo that? Rico and his friends get death from above. Yeah, I love it. It sounds like a. It sounds like a. Uh, They're ground troops. Band. Why would you have death from above as your tattoo? Because they're coming from above. To then walk on the ground and shoot at them. Yeah. Death from above would imply you're just bombing. Well, that gets something. me. What, 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 let's. That gets me to my next. What were they thinking? My next. What were they thinking is why does this high tech military force. Use ground troops like that, man. They're disposable. They don't to even make use artillery. The bugs look bad, dude. They don't use artillery. They don't. Use, it's quite, maybe you're honest, mm-hmm. James. Because they don't use artillery. They don't use any kind of like bombing raids at first. Nope. They, they they declare war on the bugs and they just drop humans, or just drop soldiers on the ground and just basically they don't even give them like any kind of like directive. They it's just even, like kill uh, bugs. They told them, like they they got bad. Advice. Yeah. They said it'd be they said light. They said the spores were just light. Yeah, it'd be light and scattered or whatever. But it was very frequent. It was they drove right. They flew right into attack. And why are they clustered together in a formation in space? Yeah, and I had the same question. She backs out for the first time, and she like barely misses the thing. What? She has all this space behind her. Up, yeah, down. she went up, down. Why does she back up and then do like a yeah, like like a five point turn <laughs> in space? We're not driving your mom's minivan. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. So you know what? Now that you say that, James, maybe the pull plot was falling into my theory. Throw those humans in there so they get slaughtered at the beginning. Hundred thousand dead in an hour. Maybe this is. This is like Thanos' plan. <laughs> Earth was overpopulated. It has to be military to help wipe them out little by little. You know, I had a, I had a relative. I'm not going to say who it was. At least, I don't know. I think it was a relative. Maybe just some crazy uncle. We all have relatives. <laughs> who said that they believed that every we had a war every generation to thin out the population. thing is, though, we never really... I've th- heard that. I mean, besides the Civil War, where we you know had Americans had fighting Americans. Too. I mean, I don't know. We lost lots of people. And every life is precious. I heard a rumor that this movie used the most ammunition ever of any movie. I don't know. Of like firing blanks or whatever they were using. I and think, after watching it, I think so. Yeah. There's definitely, well, maybe, man. Like, because that, that's something. They have access to lasers, things that would cut through these. Bugs and they, they got use nukes. Like bullets. You they can just nukes, nuke from yeah. space and blow nobody up the, would blow, ever blow get hurt. Planet. <laughs> I think there's a metaphor there too. Why don't we just shoot something back at them? Because the I thought doing it when I was watching this again as an adult and I saw the there's a scene where they they basically do like crop the planet eventually. I don't say crop the planet. They glass the planet. You know, the jets fly over and just drop all these bombs. And then, then they send in the troops. That's the, the that's their second plan after the first plan is just to attack. And that's what they do in Halo. Isn't that you could say that's Halo or not Halo? But can you say that's also like what we did in Vietnam? We sent ground troops. We dropped. I know, but we dropped more bombs in Vietnam than all the bombs. Well, doing good on that one country than all the bombs dropped by all countries involved in World War Two. And we still, you know, what I mean, we still didn't achieve our objective in that country. Nope. You know, like the so. Media maze look bad. Once well, and but the media in this is controlled by the military. Exactly. And they they show and they all the bad say stuff. It's a too. war with bugs. Right. Well, 
And maybe it is at war in the sense that maybe the humans are the ones doing the attacking. They're the invaders. We are. You know? We go to their world. They never come here. They sit... Asteroids at us, James. They sh- somehow they pooped in space and <laughs> flushed it this way. Why, is, that's what like. Why do they think the bugs are dumb when they can do the math somehow to figure out how to shoot they, that hit us with an asteroid? I didn't get that. Yeah. It was never like they're accidentally doing it, and we got to do something about that. Yeah, still, I always wondered that as a kid though. Why didn't they use nukes? Why did they, they just use nukes all the time? I know, but they don't use them. Use them effectively. Very, very weak nukes in the future, apparently, because right. you can outrun a, a blast in this. Dead dog scene. This part makes me sad. I'm gonna do my part and step on the next bug I see, James. Just, just so you know that. All right. What about that ant you saved from the pool? Oh man, now I'm torn. Because <laughs> you think maybe it'll pay it forward somehow. Maybe me and that ant will run into. He'll, he'll have the advantage, and, and he'll he spare won't me. Poop an asteroid down. He'll on your spare planet. me. Okay. <laughs> He'll save. He'll save my hometown from an asteroid. <laughs> He's like, no, nice. send it to send it send it to Kentucky, <laughs> send it to Indiana, not Ohio. Oh. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I have another another interesting. What were they thinking? Moment from this movie. I, I was thinking you might have picked on it. Picked up okay. on it. His parent. Okay. So Rico. Tells his parents that he's gonna go. I don't want your yeah, life. Yeah, the varsity blues moment. He doesn't want to be there in life. He wants to join the military, and they know it's for a girl. But they offer him vacation. They ask. <laughs> they offer him a vacation. You he's know? like, I've never been there. And he, first, he says he's gonna. It makes it seem like he might take the vacation, but mm-hmm. he decides to join the military, join the infantry, because that's all he can get into, right? Okay. But she what does his dad maybe. say? He says, "No, you're not joining the military." You're going to go to Harvard. <laughs> but Rico scored a 35% on his math final. You think they're going to they let Rico rich. in? They they're going to buy Rico their way in? in. Like, that's their plan? If you don't know your own son, they can't get into Harvard. Not even 300 years from now. He ain't getting into Harvard, James. With the 35%, man. It's the future. It's changed, man. Yeah, I guess you're probably right. Probably bought his way 35 might actually be a good number. I just thought that 35%. She gets a 98%. That's what it takes to qualify... Carmen to get into flight school, he gets a thirty-five <laughs> percent, like, and then, like he's gonna go to Harvard, <laughs> like, uh. His dad had a lot. His dad was a big dreamer. His dad was a big dreamer. He had a lot of money, obviously. <laughs> he was one of those former Nazis. Took all that gold with him back to, from from Europe, and they ran away from the Americans and Russians. Hit some of those paintings. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh yeah. And I another one that we're thinking we already talked about Ibanez. That's Carmen breaking up with Johnny Rico, with a dear John letter. Like, seriously, you know, the only letter she sends him, that was such a, I can't really say this word. No, the thing about, well, kind of leads to that, he gets that in the military and he's just going to walk out. Yeah. But uh, after he got his cadet killed, uh, well, sh- I just got trailed off there. <laughs> uh, apparently you can just resign whenever you want and not get in any trouble. Yeah, yeah. He- is that how it works in the life? No. So once you, you don't sign, just get to just walk out. You can't out. just walk out. You no. can't go out wash out lane. No. 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 You stay in there. <laughs> You're stuck in there. Yeah. But I've seen the movie GI Jane. She's in the in the Navy SEALs. They have a bell that you can leave if you ring the bell. I wonder if that's true. Like you ring the bell and say you're leaving, but maybe you're not leaving the military. You're just leaving, trying to make it as a Navy SEAL. I guess I don't know. Yes, maybe. All right, if you're a listener and you are in the military like, <laughs> and you know the answer to these questions because I'm not a military person. I mean, I support the military. I'll ask your brother. I'll, you know, hit me up on Twitter and answer this question for me, please. McMurray Muses. All right. Or can you just quit? I don't think you can. Right? Yeah, I don't think you can. So in this movie, they I can. I was in though. there and you, it, was that a would lot be of, a, it was a process. That would be out. a lot of shame. He, has, he signed a paper, one paper, right? <laughs> the drill sergeant tear, tears it up later. Yeah. There's Jeff. You're getting your brain sucked out. Kelly Kowalski's revenge, Jeff. Try and... We're doing the podcast. I'm sorry. Don't, <laughs> fired up today, man. Fired up. You're just really angry at Jeff. <laughs> I am fired up. Yeah. Do you have any other theories or what-ifs that you want to point out? Uh, no, but I still had more questions. Yeah, well, I'll do my best, man. I'm here for that. I'm a teacher. It's just to answer questions. Uh, when they do the whole... Uh, from the beginning, the flashback thing, when we finally get up to when that really happened... Yeah. Rico is declared dead. Yeah, apparently they thought he died. Okay, just, it was just even though they mistake. had him in a healing tank. Right, and, that was the thing. Which is in the middle of the room and people have to go around. Yeah, so they have this. So they have one huge room for each healing tank. 
Because he obviously wasn't the only one wounded, unless he was yeah, the Yeah, there was a whole survivor. room of people, remember? They're all bleeding and... Right. But he's the only one who gets a tank. He's the only one that got a tank. Yeah. And then when Des dies, was she's he the a only lieutenant a yet there? He was not a lieutenant. No, he was still a, a, a corp. No, he wasn't in corporal yet. He was just a private at that point. Okay. Because he wasn't even a squad leader. Remember, he got demoted right. before that. The, yeah. I don't know why he got a tank then over some of the other people that were injured. He got a tank, and then Des gets a funeral. There's 100,000 people die in the first hour, and there's either a whole bunch of other people that die in that platoon, that same battle where Des dies. And she's the only one who gets a funeral. But I guess when you're the lieutenant, you can make that happen. When Diz and Rico hooked Diz, up, yeah. did you notice the pillows on his cot? Mm -hmm. They look like a, just a thin suction cup pad. Like a pad of suction cups. <laughs> so like two of those. That, you're bald if you so stuck to your head looking. and you get up. You, you look like you got like attacked by an octopus or something. Yeah, you'd have like a little suction mark on every yeah. morning. <laughs> I did not notice that. I didn't notice any of those weird things that you noticed, James, which are great. <laughs> Did you watch the movie? <laughs> I did watch the movie. I did. I, I watched it, and then I, I read about it afterwards. <laughs> How many uh, people had to be ordered to go to higher positions before someone realized that was a very bad idea? Yeah. Everybody's like, go take a look, and then it's like, those people died every time. And boom, guy gets his head cut off by a flying bug. Yeah. Yep. Or just something just jumps up, sticks you, and drags you over. Yeah, the way that humans fight the bugs in this is not efficient at all. No. Very, Even after, like, the first orders. Sky Marshal gets fired and the second Sky Marshal, the leader the of the one military, that resigned. Yeah, yeah, he, he resigns, right? Yeah, uh, the next one takes over the lady and even her plan, I mean, I guess it works to catch the bug, but I don't know. They catch the brain bug. Yeah. It might all just been for show to keep the war going. Maybe. So, James, our next segment, unless you have more questions? Yeah, probably, but keep going. Is, uh, our next segment is... What happens next? And I have one question for you, James. What, what happens, happens next? next? So imagine you've never seen the sequels. I haven't seen the sequels. I've seen them, but they've been a long time All right, ago. Right, so they're just pretend they're not canon. They don't matter. They're crappy anyway. They're made straight for DVD, right? Okay. Right, so... And didn't you say they reused footage from, from this movie? Oh, yeah, for the second one, it's got this, some of the same bug footage. Same bug footage, okay. So, did the humans win? Do you... So we well, don't we caught a brain... Right. Do you think the humans are going to win this war? Uh, let's see. If we keep fighting like they do in this one, no. Even after they catch the brain? Even they after they it. catch the brain. Doogie Hauser can... Since it's his, afraid. Yeah, he can psychic, psych, psychoanalyze it or something. You don't think that the humans are going to win? No. Or do you think that the, the whole point is not them winning? It's not about them winning. It's about keep the war going. Keep mm -hmm. fighting. Keep fighting. War on terrorism. I'm not, this movie came out before the war of terrorism started. The war on drugs. 97? Yeah. Wow. I mean, think about it. This is a war that doesn't end, really. You know what I mean? Four years ago. The idea that these bugs are faceless. You know what I mean? Like... Who was president in 97? Drones. Uh, drones? 97? No. <laughs> Clinton was. Clinton? Yeah. Okay. But I, I didn't see... I mean, he, he, he didn't seem like... He did get involved in, like, Mogadishu. That's weird, and, then. Because, like... I remember Clinton, there was always a lot of parodies of him in cartoons and stuff. There's all, there was no presidential... In this, there wasn't even a they president. Don't have, they don't have a democracy. They oh, have a military right. dictator. Military I mean, it's a... The, the Sky Marshal's the most Never powerful mind. figure. <laughs> and, and what's he say the point purpose of a citizen is? He tells the teacher, Johnny Rico says the purpose of a citizen is to protect the body politic. That's protect the government. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Not protect fellow citizens. Protect That, that right there is the idea of... Service. Fascism. You know? I don't know. Hmm. Would you like to live in that future? Um, I would like to have space travel like that. That would be cool. You know? <laughs> I don't know, but you might get shot down destroyed very easily. Like that one. Yeah. That one. I, don't, I think that the military is not very efficient in this movie. That's what I mean. They're not a very good military. <laughs> That's the problem. How about The leadership that, isn't. The soldiers are fine. The leadership's not good. How about that, like... Uh, 300,000 people died that first day, but Diz is the only one that got a funeral. That's what I was saying earlier, yeah. <laughs> She's the only one gets a funeral. <laughs> and it she, was a Spock funeral. And it was, because he was the lieutenant at that point. Johnny Rico's like, I loved her. I gave her a quickie. Jeez, James, thanks. <laughs> we spent 20 minutes together. She says, I got it to It meant have a lot you. to her. She did. She said that. I got, and that was she, actually some good she acting. She got out of that friend zone. She did. She broke through, man. That's inspirational. And that's what cost her a life. 
That's the reason she died. She'd just been angry at him still. Well, she wouldn't have worried so about is, him. Are we going to like horror movie cliche here? You know. Oh, well, I mean? it's all over in this. I mean, it's giant bugs, dude. It's a horror movie. <laughs> I'd say it's a military thriller. <laughs> then why all the drama? Sci-fi. <laughs> there is some drama. <laughs> I don't know. The three-way triangle. Don't ring it that gun. All right, so... Um, yeah, I don't have any more what-ifs. That's pretty much everything I want to talk about. You ready for Truth or Trash? Uh, yeah. Okay. Pretty much good. All right. So, if you don't, if you're not familiar with our podcast, the first time listening, Truth or Trash is where I give well, I James, first I one, give James right. a fact, and a factoid, and he. You no, know, uh, you ask me a question. And he and he tells me whether it's truth or trash, <laughs> and we usually put something on it. So James, Uh-oh. if you get three of these right. I will throw these Sprite, Sprite Zero cans away for you. Oh, Good, because you never do before. I, <laughs> but, I have to pick them up around But if the you room. don't get... I have a bonus one day, I think, too. Oh. If you don't get the majority of them right, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> like normal. Same old, same old. <laughs> All right, you ready for this one? I'm ready. First one, Truth or Trash. Neil Patrick Harris was often called Doogie... That's the guy who played... Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris was often called Doogie Himmler whenever he wore the military intelligence uniform... As it bore a resemblance to SS uniforms. I want to say that's true because that sounds like something that would happen. It is truth. Good job. <laughs> yes. Right. Well done, James. Well done. We kind of already spoiled that one, though. We <laughs> talked about it. It's definitely not on purpose. And Doogie Himmler sounds some, sounds like something people would make You up. think it was really Himmler or it was really Hitler? Oh, uh, Doogie Hitler? Yeah, but they just like... Well, Himmler, say that, no, Hitler, Hitler was a Nazi guy, too. Yeah, but Hitler's more known. Yeah, Hitler's more known. Doogie. But Himmler was like his one of his like intelligence guys, so it kind of fits. Yeah, you're right. He had blonde hair, blue eyed. Why, right? Doogie Hauser, man. No, Aryan. Hitler had blue eyes. Did it? No, he didn't. He was dark. He had one trait. That's blonde it. hair, blonde, blue eyes. I didn't know. Not a huge fan. <laughs> All right. Not a fan. But Not your f- your wife's got the same birthday. That's a coincidence, purely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, the next one, ready? Okay. So you're one for one. All right, the body count is 204 on-screen deaths in this movie. There are 204 on-screen deaths in this movie. Truth or trash? Uh, well, as I pointed out, it, it seems like it should be much higher, but you say on-screen deaths. Yeah, on-screen deaths. Uh, you have to see the, the characters die. Actually see them die. Yeah. Even if they have no names, ship's got to have how many people in it. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to say true. It is trash. I knew it. The number is actually higher. Yeah, it's it is. 256. Well, According please. to some fact I found on the internet. <laughs> 256 on screen deaths. And I'm going to guess that doesn't include the people that are in the, the, ship. the ships that you don't see their faces. I'm going to guess it's mostly infantry. Like a whole battalion each you know? one. <laughs> right. Alright. Okay, so you're one for two now. Even though I knew that one was probably trash. Right. Third factoid, true the trash. The 2011 first-person shooter video game Duke Nukem Forever referenced this movie, Starship Troopers. When Duke is fighting against the aliens, he says, Come on, you apes. You want to live forever? <laughs> is that true the trash? Hmm. Duke Nukem universe. Hmm. He fights reptile people and pig people. Yeah. Uh, In Las Vegas, right? And some beholder-looking things. <laughs> oh. First two are trash. True? This one is trash as well. Yeah, he actually says, I'm from Las Vegas, and I say, kill them all. Uh, like Johnny Rico says, I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say, kill them all. <laughs> That's right. So he did use a line from the movie in the in the, in the video game. Right. He just didn't use the same line. So yeah, I like that. There's a lot of quotable like lines in this movie. You know? Yeah. Would you like to know more? <laughs> and I'm doing my part. And I say kill them all. And also the one I said, you come on, you apes, you want to live forever? They say that repeatedly in the movie. All right. Uh, I spoiled this one already. Yay. So I'm gonna skip it. Oh. Okay. I win. It was the Rico <laughs> is Spanish for rich. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and he's a rich kid, you know what I mean? It's uh, like I'm cleaning up the cans again. No, you're you're, you're one for three, so you've got two left. Oh. Said, there's a bonus one, so I made six. All right. Okay. Ready? The teacher, uh, Lieutenant Rachak. Rachak. Rachak, I can't say his name. All right. 
He lost his arm in another war with the aliens. With with different aliens. True the trash. There's a backstory to that character. Hmm. Trash? That is trash. Good job. Yay. He actually lost his arm. You're, you're, so you're right. There must have been a, the war with the bugs must have been ongoing. Yeah. Because he lost his arm, according to the research I did. Um, he got his arm stuck in a door, <laughs> and it was pinned like a like a bug had his arm. Oh. And then it, the door closed and like cut his arm off, and they they flew away. Like they was trying to get on a plane. They're making escape from Klandathu, and that's oh. how he lost his arm. What movie was I seen that somebody yeah. did that recently? Oh, I can't think of it. So now you're what? Two for three? I guess. So this is it. All right. No, cider? No. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You're two I and two. You're two and two. <laughs> Here it is. Last one. All right, James. The term is whether you get to clean. Do I clean up the cans or you <laughs> clean up the cans? Here we go. Ready? All right. The cast agreed to do the co-ed shower scene in the nude only if Verhoeven agreed to direct the scene naked. Which he did. Is that truth or trash? True. That is true. Are oh, you looking at me that? You knew that already? I knew that one already. How'd you know that one already? <laughs> that is true, yes. Because this movie came with a commentary track. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, you got me there. Yeah, so he did it. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's commitment to your art, right? <laughs> yeah, which he's a, an interesting guy. I don't know. That's right. All right. Mm. Yeah. So... Anything, final thoughts about Starship Troopers? Should people go back and watch this movie? I would say yes. Do you think there's any kind of moral it. lesson to be learned from a movie like this? Uh, moral lessons. Do you think that a movie which is supposed to be about how fascism is bad and how the military industrial complex is bad, um, do you think it's cheapened by the fact that they made action figures and cartoon <laughs> series that went with it for kids? And that just fascism as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think that cheapens the argument the movie's trying to make that the, the, the soldiers... They made toys of everything back then. I know, they did. That This is a rated R movie. This there is was, not a kid's movie, but yet they made We both had G.I. Joe toys. Right, but G.I. Joe was a kid's That was show. Army Men. <laughs> I know, but those Army Men jumped out of planes and stuff for the explosions. And if you watch this movie as a kid, you'd be scarred, man. The point is... That's not true. Duke died in the first movie. He did. He took a snake to the heart. <laughs> right, he did. You're right. But that's different than this. James. People get shredded in this movie left and right. You know? Yeah. A guy gets his brain sucked out on screen. Yeah, Jeff was a jerk, he said. Yeah. That's what he gets for hitting on Rico's girl. That's that's right. Trying to steal Rico's girl? Mm-hmm. Boom. Kowalski and Rico's revenge. Here's yeah. your favorite scene. But do you think it's cheapened by the fact that... Yeah, James is my favorite scene. Rico is tight shorts. You just wanted to see him in his <laughs> undies. <laughs> do you think that Rico... Or do you think that the movie is cheapened by the fact... The message of the movie is cheapened by the fact that in real life... They made action figures, and they, you know what I mean? And there was a whole marketing thing, toy tie-ins. You know, I don't know. I feel like, it, for me, it cheapens what the director was trying to say, this movie. Yeah. But you know what? Gotta make that money. Yeah. Right? That's the most important thing, right? <laughs> Gotta make that money. That's what he made the movie for. Yeah. All right. So, I don't really have much more to say, James, unless you do. No, we covered everything I had questions about. Just weird things to point out. Yeah, so... um, before we go, one last segment. What were you? What, what are you watching? It's where we kind of talk about things we've watched recently, or that we or read that were interesting. Anything you watched recently that was interesting? Uh, I watched the DC animated movie Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay. Oh, uh, is it good? It was interesting. I haven't watched it yet. No. You gave me a copy, but I haven't watched it. Well, why not? Just because I've I've been busy uh, working on books. It was better than the live action Suicide Squad movie. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of the DC cartoons are better than live action movies, definitely, in their counterparts. Yeah. I don't know why they just don't take those scripts, really, and just make them in live action. They, their animated ones are much better That's than their I mean. live action. They yeah. capture the spirit of the comics, they get the, they the, nail look, the characters. They look, too. They don't change much. It's they, just, don't, they don't have to do much. You don't have like, to do. I mean. Should we suddenly change this one into a female? Like, no. It's not like they do things in the, com- in the in the cartoons that are super expensive to produce in real life. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can make it with, C- with CGs we have now. You can make it work. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Just saying. I don't know. They can. But you know what? Maybe they couldn't make it work. They couldn't get a mustache <laughs> taken off a guy's face. No. Right? Too, too difficult. Mustaches? <laughs> Remember how long it took us to do water? Jeez, yeah, water's now just not looking right in movies. I don't know. 
Um, anything else you watched? Um, no, just this. Yeah, I've been watching. Uh, you all used well, to watch and, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. But we can't talk about it yet because we might do a podcast about it. Yeah. And I haven't seen it yet. You have to see it before we do that. Yeah. Uh, me, I've been reading All Star Superman Volume 2, and it's good. And it makes me sad that the movies aren't better because they could be. Is it still got that black kryptonite in it? I'm not that far there. Oh. I guess. I probably does. I've seen the cartoon is years he, ago. Is he with the weird scientist? Yeah, okay. he's with them guys. Okay. He just went to Bazaar. In the comic book, he goes to... I don't think, I don't think this is the I'm cartoon. I'm talking about the comic. He goes to uh, Bizarro World. The square one? And he has to escape. Well, no, this is a bunch of Bizarros, and there's one Bizarro that's smart, and he feels lonely there, and and he's it's kind of modeled after Jor-El. It's kind of weird. It's weird, but it was good. I mean, there's... That's a little deeper than I expected in a Superman comic, which is good. I had a couple of issues when Superman visited Bizarro World. Yeah. Did it have a Bizarro Lex Luthor in it? They didn't, did not in this one, no. Oh. no. They had the Bizarro Justice League, though. Oh, was the Green Lantern yellow? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. There's an interesting thing later when... Uh, they start the whole Green Lantern Wars, the yellow versus the green. He gets summoned and shows up and ends up hurting more of their, their own oh, team. Does he? Than the <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's wrap this podcast up. So everyone out there, thanks for listening. Yep. All right, if you have any questions or comments for us, uh, you, can, you can hit me up on Twitter at McMurray Muses, M-C-M-U-R-A-Y-M-U-S-E-S, McMurray Muses. And uh, my website is... The same thing. Numerimuses.com. Yeah. Um, do your part and uh, tell others about us. Share it. Just, just tell people. Where, wherever you're listening to this podcast, rate and review. Yeah. The biggest thing you've already done is listen to Spread it. Spread the word. All right. We just enjoy doing this so much. Yeah. And it's because of you guys. <laughs> All five of you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Next time.